Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Joined now by the host of BetQL's Send It In and Odyssey Sports betting insider PJ Glasser. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out Send It In on BetQL for more PJ Glasser analysis. Just search BetQL wherever you find your podcast. PJ Glasser, how was the trip out west, buddy? What's up, guys? Yeah, trip out west was great. Uh, not as humid as it is here in the D.C. area. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was it was the first time I had been out to uh, to L.A. and San Diego, so it was great to get out there, see some of those ballparks, and uh, it was a lot of fun. All right, so you've rated your ballparks. Give me your top five. Top five. San Francisco is the best ballpark in baseball. To anybody listening, if you ever have a chance to go, make sure you go. It's the best. Pittsburgh, I have number two, Wrigley three, and then Baltimore, Baltimore, Camden Yards four, Seattle five. You're in that Baltimore, D.C. area, and the Orioles find themselves in first place, but not not getting Verlander there at the deadline. PJ, what's going on? Tell us a little bit about the the, the vibe, the mood around uh, the Baltimore area there with uh, the Orioles looking looking like a good young team, but maybe with a flaw, not not having that starting pitching that they were desiring there at the uh, trade deadline. Yeah, danger. You know, the O's are in such a great spot. Obviously, they're the top record in the American League. They have all this young talent. They have the best farm system in baseball, but they have one glaring need, as you mentioned, which is their pitching. They were looking for that number one starter. They were hoping to land Verlander. They were hoping to land Cease. Their GM, Mike Elias, said that, according to him, they were close. They were trying to take big swings. But I think those teams wanted Jackson Holiday, who's the top prospect in baseball, and that just wasn't going to happen. So, they kind of went to their backup plan. They got Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals, who was one of the best pitchers in baseball like three, four years ago. He's pitched better in the last like 10 games or so. So the Orioles are hoping that, you know, he can eat up some innings for them here down the stretch and be a guy that they can rely on uh, in the postseason. Orioles are in an interesting spot, though, because they have some pitchers that are either in the minors that they're hoping could be like some September call-ups. They have John Means, who threw a no-hitter against Seattle a couple of years ago, who used to be their number one guy. He could come back and eat up some innings for them out of the pen late. So they do have some guys that are either coming back from injury or could be September call-ups that they're relying on as well. But it would have been nice to see him go after Cesar Verlander. It feels like if they landed one of those guys and all systems are go and they 
to really feel like a World Series team. They still could get it done um, with the Flaherty move, but uh, yeah, definitely would have liked to see them land one of those guys. PJ Glasser, our guest, part of the BetQL network, hear him every day. So, PJ, give me the PJ fan take and give me the PJ professional how do you play this game tonight betting-wise take. I'm looking at Gary Cole and uh, the Yankees needing a win against the Rays. So, PJ as the fan... Are you like, well, you know what? We could use a little space between the Rays. It wouldn't hurt the Yankees. Or you just want to see the Yankees, you know, kind of continue this streak here. And how do you play this year? Because, well, if there's one stopper in baseball this year, it's been Garrett Cole. Yeah, Gene. So, PJ the fan, I'll start there. I want all the Yankees' misery possible, as I'm sure most people do. You know, give me, give me all the hot takes on Twitter. Give me Yankee demise. Uh, like you said, I mean, the Orioles are playing great, but Tampa's right on their heels. They're only a game and a half back. But I think the fact that them winning means that the Yankees continue to lose. P.J., the fan, would, uh, wouldn't mind continue seeing that. As for P.J., the better guys, I would probably lean towards the under in this matchup. It's going to be chalky because you have Cole against McClanahan. I mean, this is pretty much as good a pitching matchup as you can get in baseball. It doesn't get too much better than these two guys. Cole's been awesome, but that Yankees offense, guys, is as bad as advertised. I mean, they can't hit. Even with Judge back, teams are just pitching around him. Stanton's been awful. Rizzo's been awful. They're just getting no production in their lineup. So I think McClanahan's going to be great tonight. I think Cole's going to be great tonight. I know it seems obvious, guys, but I, I would take that under 7.5. All right, so, PJ, let's stay with that game, and there's two other games, one that we already kind of referenced with the Orioles, but I see, like, plus money on Tampa Bay on the money line, on Baltimore on the money line, and then the Reds and the Cubs, Cincinnati's a, a plus 30, 130 right now on BetQL. Do you like any of these plays on the money line from these three games? So of those three, if I had to pick one danger, it would probably be the Reds. Something that's really been working for me well in baseball this season is take a team that got blown out the night before and backing them the the next day. And Toronto would fall in that category as well. They lost 13-3 last night. The Reds, they lost 20-9. So actually both teams, I think the Reds and the Jays are good plays tonight. Toronto has to win this game, and they've been getting a lot of money. This opened like minus 115. Now they're minus 125, and as you mentioned, the O's are plus money as dogs. So I think Toronto is the sharp side tonight. I think that's where the betters, that's where the money's coming in. I expect Cincinnati to bounce back as well. And I like the no-run first inning, guys, in that Reds-Cubs game. 29 combined runs last night. So you know what that means. We're not going to get any runs to start the game tonight. I like that nerfy at plus 115. PJ Glasser, our guest. PJ, you have some time here, certainly. If uh, that's my disclaimer to anybody that uh, you know you want to change your mind if we get different info, but are you fading the United States women's national team at this point? Yeah, guys, uh, it, it's tough. I think you have to. You know, they just look. They've been so dominant in the past couple World Cups that we're obviously trying to compare this team to those teams, which is unfair. And they clearly haven't been as good as those past teams. But it's, it's just tough. I mean, it's really – I wouldn't be excited about backing them, right? I mean, they tied, they drawled against Netherlands and Portugal. Really should have lost to Portugal. Now they're going to be playing a Sweden team that's pretty good. And they're plus money to win the game in regulation. I mean, they're plus 110. That kind of feels like fool's gold to me. It does feel like here in the knockout stage, guys, however far they go, it does feel like they're going to play a lot of games that go to extra time. They could play some games that go to PKs. 
And as we know, I mean, once you once you go to PKs, I mean, everything's off the table at that point. So I would definitely be concerned. I I would not back them to win the World Cup. I do think they're going to get knocked off at some point here. PJ, you don't buy into any of the the confidence that they have based on their past experience, the veterans on that team that are are excited and enthusiastic and kind of proceeding as if this is not a big deal, that they've had two consecutive draws to advance. They did indeed actually advance, and and they've been in these spots before. Or or do you buy into the narrative that the the rest of the world has started to catch up to Team USA and, and the competition is just that much fiercer yeah i think the competition is just better i I think it's better and i just think that you know not having jill ellis as your head coach too is making a big difference i think a lot of your stars that you relied on the last two years the megan rapinos the kelly o'haras you know they come off the bench now those aren't starters they're not playing 90 minutes anymore so it's kind of a new core you're obviously don't have carly lloyd out there anymore she's been very vocal during this run it just it doesn't feel like the same kind of USA team. Even though a lot of the familiar names are still there, doesn't feel like it's the same team. So the combination of the world getting better, them just not looking like the same team we're accustomed to seeing, guys. And it's hard to win three of these in a row. I mean, it's really hard. Obviously, every time they go out there, all the pressure is on them. And uh, I, I'm definitely concerned. I think there's a good shot that they get upset. PJ Glasser, our guest. I'm not going to ask you about betting tomorrow night. It's <laughs> you know, preseason football is always kind of a curious thing. But <laughs> dude, we are like three weeks away essentially from week zero in the college football season. So I'm going to ask it open ended here. Is we're kind of getting excited, and are there any inequities? Is there anything you're spotting right now? You're like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. Whether that's a, a win total, whether that's a week zero, a week one line. What are your early thoughts here as we're just kind of getting into betting once again the college football season? Yeah, great question, Gene. There are a couple things that stick out to me. Uh, the first one, national championship markets, since everybody likes that. I think Clemson at 18-1 to is a total misprice. Clemson is one of my favorite bets this year. I don't necessarily think they're better than Georgia or maybe even an Alabama or a Michigan, but guys, there's no way they should be 18-1. to There's no way they should be priced. The same as Florida State. Florida State has to play LSU week one. It's one of the best teams in the country. Then Florida State has to travel to Clemson, where they're going to be an underdog in that game. Clemson's three toughest games this year, North Carolina, Florida State, Notre Dame, are all at home. You know, we were so used to Clemson with the Deshaun Watsons, the Trevor Lawrence's at quarterback. They had the best player in the sport on their team and then they went through a little slide with kelly bryan and dju and now everybody's off them all of a sudden i think this is the year where we get back to clemson being clemson people have to remember Dabo for so long was so fortunate to have the same defensive coordinator and the same offensive coordinator last year he had to go through changes at both those positions he brings in garrett riley from tcu as his new oc i think that clemson offense is going to be good this year we know the defense is going to be loaded they're going to win the ACC, guys. They're going to go to the playoff, and we're going to have an 18-1 to ticket in our pocket with Clemson to win the title, and then we can do some things with that. We can play around, so I love that bet. And then also, I was previewing the Oregon Ducks today, guys. I love their under 9.5 this season at minus 130. I was looking at the Ducks' schedule, and there's like five games that I could see them losing, five really tough games. And their win totals at nine and a half. They got to lose three of those five, which I think could happen. 
And we know what happens in the Pac-12 every year. There's one of those Pac-12 after dark kind of games, those trap games where I think Oregon could slip up too. So I really like the Ducks under nine and a half, and I love Clemson at 18-1 to to win the title. All right, PJ, you mentioned a team in there that I wanted to get a little bit deeper on. Tell me a little bit about what you think about LSU to win it all this year. So the SEC and LSU in particular danger is very intriguing. For the first time in a while, it seems like Alabama's been a popular fade this year. I know a lot of people that are going to like Texas to upset them in week two. People obviously like Georgia to win the SEC, and they also like LSU to win the West. I think LSU was a year ahead of schedule last year. Nobody thought in year one under Brian Kelly that they were going to win the SEC West, that they were going to beat Bama. But now it's different. Now you have expectations. Now you have to travel to Tuscaloosa. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of concern around Bama this year. There's a lot of unknown. For the first time in a while, Saban really doesn't have a guy on offense that it can lean on, whether it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver. The years that I don't think Bama's going to be great, guys, and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs and win the title, they do. The years I think they're going to be great, like I thought they would last year, they don't make the playoffs. I don't know what to expect from them this year, which I think works to their benefit. So I don't think LSU is going to win the West this year. I still think it's going to be Bama, and I would take them to win that side of the SEC. P.J. Glasser is our guest. P.J., I'm going to ask you the question. I think I know the answer. Is there anything tomorrow that we could do here other than, you know, it's like it's like a slot machine. Oh, preseason football, Jets, Browns. I'll say this, at least about preseason football. There are two teams that I think take the preseason a little more seriously than others, that being certainly Baltimore. And I would say Sean McDermott's Buffalo Bills, um, they're on the streak too. Is there anything to be said for betting NFL preseason football? I mean, you definitely can find an angle. I think because of the age that we're in now and with how popular sports betting has become, I think these lines are a lot sharper than maybe what they were 10, 15 years ago. Um, But look, football's back, like you said. People are obviously very excited. They're going to be betting this game. I'm not going to be one of those people, guys. I have no play. I have no handicap. Um, If anything, maybe the fact that you're giving me plus money in a practical coin toss type game, I'd probably take the Browns. Jets are the team of the offseason. Everybody wants to see how Rodgers looks. They're going to be on hard knocks. A lot of people are going to be betting them this year. So why not start by fading them in we in the preseason in week one and uh, taking the Browns? So that's probably the way I would lean, just a contrarian play at the uh, plus 105 on the money line. And PJ, we're spending a lot of time at Buffalo Bills training camp, hearing a lot about the Bills, learning a lot about the Bills heading into the season, and hearing a lot of outside noise about those Jets, about the Dolphins. When you look at the futures market, how are you betting the AFC East? Who do you like to win the division? Guys, I like the Bills. I like the Bills a lot. I think I told you about a month back or so. I think the AFC East is a lot like the AFC West from last year. People were looking for the team that would knock off the Chiefs. And with the offseason that a bunch of those teams had, the Chargers last year, the Broncos got Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams went to the Raiders. Everybody was looking for that team that would knock off the Chiefs. We look up in Week 16, the Chiefs have pretty much already wrapped up the division. I think the AFC East could be similar this year. I know a lot of people like the Jets. They like the Dolphins. I think the Bills kind of run away with this thing, win by like two or three games. I love the Bills week one. I love them week one against the Jets. I think that sets the tone for the season. 
And uh, I'm on Buffalo, guys. I would take them as plus money to win the AFCs. P.J. Glasser. Uh, you can hear him every day. Send it in. Uh, P.J. Lo- and he's cool enough next week because we'll be at Bill's Camp uh, to do this on Tuesday uh, as we get ready uh, you know, to really kind of learn more about the NFL season. We're going to be grilling every week about uh, college and pro football. P.J., love your advice here, bud. Great talking to you guys. Talk to you next Tuesday. You got it. That was the host of BetQL. Send it in. Odyssey Sports betting insider PJ Glasser. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Following up on a story yesterday, it was, uh, boy, this <laughs> this story about the Jets and Broncos. And it's not too often you have another NFL head coach just kind of commenting indirectly on the situation. It was Mike Tomlin for the Steelers saying, you know what? They should put that in prime time so everybody can watch. And they're like, okay, it's week five. They don't flex. No, they do. They do. Mm-hmm. Mike Florio pointing out that is a rule change this year. They, if the NFL really wanted to get to the Jets Broncos in prime time, they could do that. Here's why they won't. I had to look it up. Uh, prime yeah. time that night is the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys and Niners. Uh, but but if the Cowboys and Niners stumble out of the gate, that might be a sexier, more attractive matchup, even though the Cowboys are almost guaranteed ratings gold. I doubt you're pulling them for anything, especially that early in the season. Uh, that would be fun, though. We, we're already circling that Sunday on our calendar. You wake up with uh, the Bills for breakfast. You've got the Jets and the Broncos to look forward to. A nice nightcap there if if they do indeed keep the uh, Cowboys and the Niners. Nice little day of uh, football that starts yeah. at 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, what is that? Week 5. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I'll drink to that is on the way next. Some takes on tap. Yeah, so uh, takes on. Can I give? Uh, am I allowed to give a women's soccer take? Of course. I can do that. Okay. Please, please explain to me why everybody's getting on Carly Lloyd. We'll listen to this. You tell me, is there anything outrageous? Why are we vilifying a former captain of this team? I have a take on that. And the team in baseball, and it's not the Yankees. The Yankees did nothing, but honestly, where are they going? Team in baseball that did nothing that is just absolutely disgusting. I think their fans have every right to be upset. I've got a take about golf. Uh, after talking to a friend who's being pushed into a tournament that he's not necessarily comfortable being pushed into. Um, Just a couple of weird observations from the game of golf. We'll get to that and more with some takes on tap next in the sports bar. I'll drink to that on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.